Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Riverdale Recap Podcast. Today, we will be talking about the 22nd episode of Riverdale Season 6, the long-awaited season finale, long-awaited by us, long-awaited for you, possibly, depending on if you were hoping this came out even close to when the finale was, Night of the Comet. I'm Mary Kwiatkowski, and I'm joined, as always, by my lovely co-host, Kirsten McKinnis. Kirsten, how happy are you that the summer of Riverdale is finally over? I, listen, scripted TV should never air between, like, June and September. Like, it just shouldn't be on. Yeah, I agree, because it's, like... There's so much reality TV at this time anyway. And also, I would like to go outside, you know? And so they keep me from doing that as I would like. Uh, And so I just wish that it had happened at a different time because I actually, like, even though it didn't really make sense and even though it wasn't, like, I didn't hate the last couple of episodes of the season. I was like, this is wild. I'm excited to see what happens next. Like, what's going to happen? And then I'm like, well, but why is it now? Why couldn't this have been three months ago? Yeah. Well, it's almost been three months since you watched it. You probably watched it close to the time it actually came out. (laughs) I did. I actually watched it like the day it came out because I was excited about it because I was like, I need to see what happens. And then um, I rewatched it again on 2X today to to refresh my memory. Oh my gosh, the commitment. I'm thoroughly impressed. I on did not 2X. rewatch it today. <laughs> Although I only watched it last week, so it hasn't been as long for me. But yeah. And yeah. you took notes, you're fine. Yeah, uh, finale is here. It is the, the end of season six. We've only got season seven left. We're, we'll talk about the whole season seven stuff in a little bit because... Boy, do I have thoughts on that, but let's go ahead and wrap up this season. Uh, Same as it's been for the last several seasons, pretty much since the beginning. We kind of got rid of the big bad second to last episode and then had to tie things up with the season in this one. I think we all knew or at least suspected that they were probably going to try and wrap up the whole superpower thing. And it kind of seems like they've done that. Yeah, I think that's over now. I think uh, everything is over and now it's just a new show that I think will be probably worse, even. There's, I have several questions about that. I don't know if I agree about the worst thing. I, mm, I don't know. I have, I have so many thoughts on season seven. But yeah, here we are. Uh, the comet came and the comet went. Um, my favorite, so one of my friends who doesn't really watch Riverdale, I think she watched the first season, sent me a bunch of memes that she found that were all about, like, when you order, uh, <laughs> when you order uh, the the Scarlet Witch, but then you get Cheryl, and it was just like Cheryl doing the thing where she's floating up in the air. Yeah, she's got the that honestly leather ankle length jacket. I, I, listen, I'm interested. Okay, is it queer baiting? Maybe. Is it saving the world? Maybe. Uh, just another one of the most like. <laughs> that was like that was <laughs> so the moment when line. I was watching the finale when I was like. What are we? Who is this for? What are we doing here? I don't like, know. It's like the writers are like, we get accused of queer baiting a lot, but we want to queer bait a little bit more. So we're just gonna put in a line addressing that we know what we're doing. It's like it was like the I'm not being mean, but <laughs> oh my it's like no offense. Insert offensive. Insert thing. offense here. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. So Jughead. <laughs> 
had a voiceover. Uh, that, and I have a strong feeling that's not going to go away for the final season. So oh, I think, go. if anything, the final season, it might be over the whole episode. I think it might just be Jughead voiceover the whole time. Poor Cool Sprouse. Poor Release Cole him. Sprouse. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, it's not every day you, you learn you're at ground zero of an extinction-level event. In less than 18 hours, Bailey's Comet was going to obliterate Riverdale. One last twist of the knife, courtesy of Percival Pickens. And there was nothing we could do to stop it, or apparently escape. So, everybody gathers, gang gets together... And they're all discussing their plans because they've got, I don't remember what it was, 24 hours, 48 hours. They've got a short amount of time before the comet's coming. Um, the serpents have been looking all around the town because they were thinking that they were going to evacuate everyone. But apparently there's like an invisible barrier trapping them all inside. Yeah, so Percival is so powerful that in death from another uh, universe... Yes. Uh, in Rivervale, he can create a spell that will trap Riverdale uh, in in the town boundaries, um, as well as send the or the comet shooting towards Riverdale. Now, I'm pretty sure in a situation like this, leaving town isn't going to help anyways, because the comet will hit and then it will have like far reaching consequences. Yeah, you'd have to get pretty far away, and that also begs the question of like if the comet had hit. Was the barrier going to trap, like, the explosion, maybe? Oh, maybe. I don't know. Because it seems like things can enter into the barrier, but they can't leave. Yes, because we had to get um, Mary Andrews one more time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, Tabitha and Jughead's powers won't let them leave the town limits either, so I guess he can't go through portals anymore. Yeah, it's like space and time have been impacted by this portal, which truly doesn't make sense. Yeah, I really feel like after the whole battling Percival Pickens thing, she should have, like, really quickly reversed time on baby... What's his name? Baby... Anthony? Baby Anthony. I was thinking baby Andrews. I'm like, that's not right. Baby Anthony. And made him back into a baby. Or at least, like, a child. No, we need Tony to be a full adult. He's part of the gang now. Still weird. Um, so uh, Kevin is the voice of reason, and he's like, "Why, why isn't the government trying to stop it? Like, why isn't this all over the internet?" But according to Heather, part of the spell was a thing. Oh, right, that's right. They're not calling him Baby Anthony anymore. They're calling him Big Anthony. Which he's is a so big bad. guy now. He's a real big boy. Just call him Anthony. No, nope. oh. Big Anthony, Big Tony. So I guess. Like, no one else in town even knows this is happening. Like, all the other citizens are just super calm because I guess nobody has bothered to try and leave the town limits. They don't know that the comet's coming. Like, yeah, but, like, just on day-to-day basis, does no one ever, like, no, go out of town? No, they stay in town all the time. They've no desire to leave. Oh, gosh. So Archie plans to dig a tunnel under the barrier in the mines, which yeah. is a dumb plan. I don't it's know why crazy. he's wasting his time on this. It's just wild how this magic that can... Uh, circumvent space, time, and the multiverse can also uh, penetrate the ground. Like, I'm just assuming this is a sphere. Like, you, you're you not getting out of this. Yeah. I, yeah. It's, it's gonna keep you in Riverdale no matter what you try. Also, I don't care how much you're mining. They're, like, hand mining. I don't even think they're, like, ex- using explosives. Yeah, they don't have they, any, they, there's like, no way he can mine. I mean, there's no way he can mine more than, like, a foot of every few hours. Like, this is really He's stupid. invulnerable. He can do the work of a hundred men, apparently. <sighs> Remember when he built the death train by himself? 
Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Uh, which amounted to nothing. I forgot yeah, about that. Yeah, they stopped the death train. How did they stop the death train? They didn't. Percival just decided to attack them a day early. Like, I, I have no idea. They did. Oh, he, he did. Archie did blow up the tracks, though. I guess that oh, was Oh, right. The tracks got I blown up. I kind of forgot about that. Right. Um, so Heather and Cheryl are discussing. Uh, they're like, we need to discuss with someone who has centuries of arcane knowledge that can, bat- you know, like... Uh, defeat Percival's spell and I'm like okay it's gonna be Abigail and uh yeah it was Abigail so they uh they summon Abigail in the locked case with the the doll thing and she's like the comet is made of ice so Cheryl can melt it with her phoenix power but there's gonna be a cost because it's gonna be really hard to do that and then because her power is keeping everyone alive yeah move over Tabitha there's a new guardian angel in Riverdale yeah and she said that they need uh in order to free the barrier Abigail will give them a hint but she wants something in exchange that's going to have to involve tony we'll come back to that in a second because that was a whole other thing uh so the cooper women are all hanging out this is my biggest pet peeve of this season i'm going to assume some of it had to do with covid but probably not probably a lot of it just had to do with the writers is there's almost no scenes of like any of the any of the things that you would think would be like big emotional impactful moments we don't get them we get a little bit of the aftermath but like we never got a scene of Percival realizing that all the people he had killed came back to life he was just like oh they're back to life now I was like wait a second that should have been like a big moment no he knows all he sees all I mean I also just like I I totally get where you're coming from like from a story perspective it's like why aren't you showing us this but also like what what are they going to show us? Like Percival, like turning around in his chair, being like, ah, those Riverdalians got me again. They're all alive. Like, I, I just don't know like what that scene even would be. And like, I feel like if we got it, we would be like, wow, that was so stupid. Like, that's okay. not like they were going to do it well. Okay, that's fair. But considering the fact that we had an entire musical episode and partial season all about Polly dying and how sad Alice Cooper was, there should have been a scene where Alice is like, oh my gosh, Polly is alive again. Yeah, that I I can agree with you like, on. Like, I mean, it could have been 20 seconds. All you need is for Betty to walk in the room and be like, Mom, I'm so glad you're back alive and we brought you back to life also. I mean, I guess the reason is, like, Alice also died, so I guess she just assumes well, this kind Alice of thing can happen. Well, but Alice died, like, well after, so I feel like there should have been a scene of, like, I feel like if Polly being alive could have been something to break Alice free of the mind control. Like, that is a tether, you know? Yeah, that, like, that would have been good. And then we would have gotten Alice <laughs> like made normal again and fighting on their side like that would have been a, i would have yeah i would have appreciate, appreciated Gu- that. guess what everyone newsflash riverdale could be better than it is <laughs> could be i don't know uh, so we didn't get that um and uh veronica and reggie are hanging out and he's like look i got you hiram's portrait and you know what they, they really did they had me this time i really thought we were going to get <laughs> Something. The Stop it! So, what, what did you think was gonna what happen? Was the point of having the portrait. Like, why uh, did we need to bring it back? It why was did we to need to show Reggie cares about Veronica and he wants to do something nice for her. <sighs> So Jughead and Tabitha are chilling at Pops. <laughs> I know I'm still mad. We're, I'm coming. I'm not even done talking about the portrait, but I've got a, that's in another scene. Um, that I don't know why they have time to just like hang out and work at Pops. Um, Jughead, she can affect time. Uh, yeah, yeah. Jughead Shouldn't is Tabitha like, just like take them all back, like 
six months in time. I, maybe she can't. Like, maybe she can't. That's what she said. Like, my powers can't get us out of Riverdale. So, like, no. I don't and know. this all okay. This is what makes me mad because Tabitha is like not supposed to be just normal powers. She's supposed to be an angel. Well, and I still can't figure out: is the angel and the time travel powers are those related? They have to be. I, if they're not related, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Because I feel like Cheryl just has the Phoenix power, and Cheryl just is a witch, and that has nothing to do with Pickens or Rivervale or any of that. I think she just was always going to be that way. Ugh. I know. I mean, because they've, like, established that Abigail, like, was a full-fledged witch in both universes, so I don't know. Listen, um, I, it doesn't yeah. make sense. Uh, in a twist that no one saw coming, Alexandra Cabot's back. Yeah, she came into town. Uh, yeah. She wants to invest in Tabitha and um, rebrand a diner chain that went down as Pop's Diners. Yes, this one I did uh, catch. Tommy Comets is definitely a Johnny Rockets yes. uh, close but no cigar. I just so. think it's a little cute to call it Tommy Comets when there's a comet sh- shooting towards Riverdale. Like, they couldn't yeah, have they figured out a different name. Like, Tommy Spaceships. Tommy. Tommy Shuttles. Tommy Shuttles. That would have been okay. I don't know. Even just, like, anything but Comet. Like, even if it was, like, a meteor. Like... Yeah. I mean, Tommy Comet definitely sounds the most like Johnny Rocket, but I I feel like they could have come up with something. Well, like, guess what? There's other diner chains. Like, they could have done just anything other than have the word Comet one more time. Yeah. So, the chain went up, and so I guess she bought the locations, and then they're going to, like, rebrand them as Pops, I think is what's happening here. They have investors lined up, ready to go. Tabitha, you have 10 hours to decide because this offer expires. Okay. Uh, And then the the Topaz Fogarty family are hanging out. Um, Anthony, I'm not going to call him Big Anthony. Anthony gets a serpent. Big boy Anthony. Big boy Anthony What a big boy. Um, And they're like, you're the serpent king now. And if we all die, since you're invulnerable, you're just going to be alive forever. And um, yeah. And so what? I guess like Riverdale will get resettled and he has to restart the gang and he just has to spend forever being in a gang. Yeah, it's just going to be him and Archie. It's going to be a whole whole thing. Yeah. All right. So then everybody gets back together again. Cheryl informs them uh, that the comet's destruction, like the her plan yeah. to destroy the comet, and she's like, "They're going to die." I need to talk to Tony about something. Um, the catch is going to be that melting the comet is going to take all of my phoenix power. So one or more of the dead people that I have resurrected will probably die. So on the chopping block are Archie, Jughead, Polly, Nana Blossom, Dagwood, Alice, Frank, Sheriff Keller, Fangs, and Tony. And of course, everyone's like. Shoot, I don't want that to happen. And it's like, well, I'd rather that happen than everyone, but okay, you, like, weirdos. Um, Do you remember back in the witches episode with um, Sabrina when she mm -hmm. was like, so there's a decent chance that if we bring people, like, back from the other side that they're going to, like, resent you or, like, be a shadow of who they were? Do you think they put that in just so that the show could, like, have the option of doing that if they wanted to, but they hadn't decided if they were going to or not? Because it's, like, lines like those that I get annoyed with because nothing ever came of it. Um, I I felt like something was was supposed to. I think it was only to make sense of, like, you only have three days to do this and also, like, some of them might not want to come back. 
Yeah, I guess so. so. I don't know. Mm. So what do you think is right in this scenario? Should they just be putting all of their efforts into breaking free of the barrier so they should just like leave town and ensure that everybody lives? Or should they be like, yeah, Cheryl, try to blast the comet out of the sky and we'll just take our chances that some people might die? I mean, they can't escape. They can't break the barrier. Um, Heather has made a very good point that like Percival's power is so strong that it could never happen. So yeah, they so got and I think I think I had misinterpreted this at first. I thought that like the barrier was definitely going to go away once the comet crashed, but maybe that's like just also a problem. And like even once the comet came yeah. or or if Sheriff melted it, they still need to like break through the barrier. Well, yeah, I assume like if the comet hits Riverdale, then the barrier will get destroyed by the comet and then like I don't know, nature can reclaim the land or whatever. Um, but yeah, if the comet gets melted, there might just be a barrier around Riverdale and it's like completely separate from the outside world. Yeah, it's very confusing because like the whole situation is that Abigail is like, look, I'm going to need to sleep with Tony in order to give you the aid you'll need to break free of the barrier. But then like nobody bothers. Like we, we see at the end that like Nana Blossom and... um heather and britta are like the people in charge of trying to figure out the break fear the barrier thing and they do it like just in time like right as the comet is being destroyed mm-hmm. but it's like that wouldn't have helped like i f- i feel like you should have had like the whole town working on the knots i know i'm jumping yeah. ahead, but i'm just like no, I-, I just I- feel like if if the comet wasn't gonna break the barrier you needed to do that otherwise if the comet was gonna break the barrier i gotta admit i never understood what the knots were about the whole time i was like i don't care yeah it was weird so anyway what do you think about the whole abigail thomasina souls in the jar switcheroo situation i think it's very gross um i agree i think it's weird uh sorry abigail thomasina died like get a get out of here freaking weirdo I feel like Abigail should be able to like go join her like in the spirit world or whatever if they were both witches like well yeah because Abigail's she... dead too so like why yeah. don't they just go be together in the out like everyone else in the afterlife was with the people they loved like living their best life why was Abigail just not yeah that's very confusing um so anyway this happens uh, they so Cheryl and Tony's souls get put in a jar that Heather's holding on to and Thomasina inhabits Tony's body mm. and Abigail inhabits Cheryl's body. Um, I'm surprised had, Abigail gave the body back. Yeah. They had a p- passionate night together. Um, this is another An point where I'm like, I'm like, uh, they clearly, I mean, I don't know, when it comes to the question of like queer baiting and stuff, I'm not really sure if that counts when they're like queer characters, but I definitely feel like something to be said that throughout the whole run of the show, they're a lot more comfortable showing like steamy, passionate moments with queer characters. I feel like the, the way that the, these scenes are edited is so different than when you see like Archie and Veronica together. Like it's it, like the, I mean, even when you're going back to like when Cheryl and Tony were like, making out in the um uh casino that was under pops that veronica was running that was like one of the more steamy scenes they've had i just feel like they kind of i don't know what it is maybe they're maybe they just have like more chemistry but i just feel like the show is doing something there yeah i and i don't really know how to describe it or even put my finger on it but it is very strange and like they 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 do be doing queer baiting on this show and it's something that has been consistent for a long time and uh because like what was the purpose of the scene like this 
it, it, like it's and, and it's, it's the thing where it's like I, like we don't always talk about like a, what was the purpose of like every like kiss or whatever from every couple um but it's just like they I think they put it in because they wanted another scene of Charlotte and Tony making out because they have chemistry and it's like there's something to unpack there but I am not equipped to do it yeah I mean I, I think it's really great that the show has so many queer characters I think that's great and I think I think it's great to have representation of being comfortable showing I, I would just love to know like how many of these actors and actresses are, are queer because yeah, if it's just a bunch was, of straight people that's probably that's the, pro- the biggest that's a problem is that almost all of the queer characters on the show if not all of them are straight so I don't know I, again like I, I just I maybe I'm maybe this is fine and I like I don't no, know having I, a bunch I, of straight <laughs> people play queer characters is not fine yeah I, I just I'm like I'm not sure what I'm trying to say here I just feel like it's very interesting that they like definitely it's very something that they're editing these so differently but is um, wait Casey is Casey caught gay no he just got married recently to what one. yep yeah no that's messed up that's yeah. really not right I am pretty sure the only queer person on the cast is uh Lily Reinhardt who's playing a mostly straight character so uh, I could uh, be wrong I do not know the lives of everyone I would say out of the core the core cast at least that's mm, no good no yeah. good I really thought Casey Caught was gay. No. I would have been talking about this for years. Oh, wow. Anyway, so um, I think in terms of the show, though, like in terms of the plot, I think the purpose here was that when Cheryl and Tony wake up in their bodies and they're like, hey, do you remember anything? They both definitely remembered something probably because oh, they like, both no. remember fully and are lying. I'm sure they do. Or but at guess least, what? It I mean, you're back in your body. I like, feel like you, yeah. Not to jump ahead, but it doesn't even matter because at the end, apparently no one has any memories of anything except Jughead so who cares why well, put in like oh we don't remember I think well I have thoughts on that but I yeah I think here I think the idea is that people needed to be like hey look don't you like, forget about things don't you love Tony and Cheryl together yeah you totally do look at them or it was like we're never gonna have Tony and Cheryl together again so enjoy this while you can I'm not sure it was one or the other but whatever um Heather is going to uh I guess sort of break up with Cheryl and be like yeah once we deal with the comet situation I'm gonna go back to Greendale in my life um, yours and Tony's fates is written in the stars and it transcends time. So, so they're going to be together at the end of the show. Yeah, I really, um, you know, Heather wasn't doing it for me. So, I'm yeah, they, this. I don't know what they did to that woman. Cause when we Googled her, she looked normal. She looked yeah. like a normal woman, but the way they have her on this show, she did not look right. No, she really didn't. I was not okay with it. Um, all right, let's move over to Archie. So Archie has like a whole, whole arc this episode. Archie got a lot of a lot of masculinity happening so he's big tough man he break barrier he married betty uh mary andrews is back so that's kind of fun she's there gotta get molly ringwald back as you said and rg's furious that she's here and it's like well why didn't you call her and warn her not to come yeah speaking of queer relationships her and brooke are getting a divorce why why did we need that? Was this to well, lead to like the next season so that they could be like, don't worry about her relationship because now she's it, back in the 60s It or doesn't whatever. matter any, like even if they were like, we're happy and we are thinking of adopting a baby, when you go back in time to the 50s, it, all none of that matters. Like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't like this. I didn't think they needed to have this. Like why, I mean, why was, she, like, I know she's a character who's like off screen, but you know, she only had to come back on screen 
screen so that when they go back to the 50s, Archie has a parent. So I do want to point out that there were three things in the other Riverdale podcast I listened to three times. They predicted as a, not exactly a joke, but as like a, oh, wouldn't this be cool? Three relationships that ended up happening on the show that at the time they predicted them so early, n- nobody was thinking they were going to happen. They they really early on, right at the beginning of the first season, when Mary Andrews like leaves town, they're like, oh, wouldn't it be great if she just like meets a woman in Chicago and gets married? <laughs> and that like okay. that did happen. And good and then, for her. They predicted the Tony and Cheryl thing back like before, like right when Tony became a character. They were like, oh, she should get with Cheryl. Wouldn't that be great? And this was at the time when no one knew that Cheryl was queer too. So that was cool. And then the third one was they predicted from the first instance of seeing Agent Drake, they were like, oh, she's got she's to have a thing with Betty. <laughs> Oh, my God. It was pretty amazing that they predicted all those, but um, none of them really have uh, panned out, so, oh, well. Hey, Um, Cheryl and Tony are written in the stars. How dare you? Yeah, so Archie and Veronica talk. He's like, I'm going to marry Betty, and do you have any rings? And she's like, yeah, sure, here's a ring. She's like, yeah, I have one ring in my personal collection that Betty would flip for. Shut up. You don't know what Betty likes. You've never spoken to her once. You're not friends. (laughs) Go away. Um, Archie proposes to Betty and he's like, we don't have much time, but I know what I want to do with it. Um, if you want to hear more about end of the world wedding scenarios, uh, check out my (laughs) recap on post show recaps of Umbrella Academy season three. It's all about that. (laughs) He's like, I want to be with you. And she's like, so be with me. Like, why, why do we have to get married? We're going to die like so soon. Why would we waste our time having a wedding? when we could just like exactly be doing sex you know something that should be told to the characters in umbrella academy okay um yeah like (laughs) the whole thing with marriage is that it's like the legal contract of your marriage um of like your relationship i don't you don't need that if you're both just about to die unless it's like one of you's gonna die and you need it for like inheritance yeah but if this is like an end of the world thing i don't care how like thrown together or like just purely symbolic your wedding is you don't need to have a wedding ceremony to like prove that you love someone at the end of the world just be with them it's the end of the world just have sex you know give her the ring say look we're married yay we're together she doesn't even want that i know she doesn't And, and she's like look i I can tell that you're like panicking here and so I'm gonna be real gentle about this but like ask me again when Cheryl melts the comet and we survive yeah she's like you know in a world in which being married matters we can get married yes yes so Archie's like great I'm gonna go break through the barrier single-handedly and he like, like stop a- it it's st- you're stupid so you want to spend the end of the world with Betty except for when you're spending it alone bashing a hammer against the f- that fake barrier That's like, what get I'm out saying. of make town make it make sense pick one one or the other. Although I do feel like everybody should be putting all their efforts into breaking the barrier or something, but I feel like they know they're smarter than Archie. To not know, like, if you're you, not physically going to be listen. Able to break it. If you know that you can't get out, just accept that it's your time and have as much fun as you can. Yeah. So uh, speaking of Agent Drake, she contacts Betty. I guess she's not in Riverdale. She's probably no. She back left after else. the um, trash bag killer was gone. I guess. Oh yeah. Uh, but really sad that that never panned out. I really thought she was going to be evil. Oh well. No. She's just a lady with a crush. I don't know. Um, So they've been asked to head up the FBI serial killer division, which is one of the most absolute bananas off the wall things I've ever heard in my entire life. 
The head of the FBI serial killer division is presumably two white men in their mid to late 50s, and they would not be hiring two women in their 20s to do that job. There's absolutely no chance. Yeah. Um, is this a real division? Is there like a serial Uh, killer division? I don't really know how the FBI is set up. I don't really know that much about how the FBI is, um, but everything online seems to believe that it is the behavioral analysis unit, um, which is like Mindhunter Criminal Minds type stuff. Um, which makes sense because, like, the FBI doesn't actually get involved with, like, that many murders. Like, it's only if something is, like, super weird or crosses state lines and stuff. They have to be invited into. Yeah. So... Anyway, regardless, Betty's like, that sounds really cool, but I kind of don't want to be the hunter of hunters. I would kind of like for the Dark Betty arc to be over, and instead I would like to move towards the light. And she's like, does this have to do with Archie or the TBK? And she's like, actually, no, this has nothing to do with either of them. It's me and the writers and how I would really like to finish out season seven not in the same place I've been the last four seasons. Thank you. Yeah, but also, like, what what is she going to do? Like, open the newspaper again, I guess? I mean, I hope that she's still interested in like I don't know if I don't know I mean we'll get to when we get to that season but I I don't know if it's gonna be more like back to the sort of detective-y like or newspaper-y I'm gonna tell you right now it doesn't matter because they're teenagers again yeah so it's gonna be dumb it's gonna be Jughead knowing he's back in love with Betty and Betty not remembering that they have history which I don't like I find that creepy it's a bad trope yeah um have you ever assumed Tabitha's just gonna disappear i don't know have you watched the time traveler's wife a long time ago okay not the new show though just the just no i i and Um, i read the book also a long time ago so i don't know anything about it really i haven't seen or read or anything but from what i know it's like there are some questions throughout that of like whether or not if if you're if you're a couple who's married in one time period and then someone travels back to a time when you're not but like one person has that knowledge is that weird if they like talk oh well in time traveler's wife it's weird because she's a child and he's an adult and it's like what are you doing um i think it's weird i think it's weird regardless i also thought that um the movie about time is also like a really great movie but i also thought that was really weird how he like is just manipulating his life to get what he wants and with no regard for the people around him yeah did love that movie now it's a great movie but it's like (laughs) he uh it's a really cute movie (laughs) it's it's a it's a good movie it's definitely morally questionable but it is no good. Yeah, yeah. I watched, this is so unrelated, but I watched Pride and Prejudice again the other day. Which one? I, yeah, I know. That's a big question. I watched the one I had, which was the Kira Knightley version. It's not my favorite, but I I want to watch the BBC version. I thought I had it on DVD, but and then I looked at it and it says volume one. I don't know how many volumes there it's are. It's two. So the, d- the DVDs okay, so, are two volumes. The VHS so I just need to go was, buy this. Okay. Yeah, the VHS was six tapes, but the DVDs, it's two volumes. That's what it was, because my friend was telling me that there were six sets and I was like no, there's that's no the way VH- on DVD that's the VHS tape okay so I just have to go buy volume two and then I can start watching it because I don't want to start until I have the whole thing um but yeah I've been on a big Pride and Prejudice kick recently been watching the Look Back Diaries so oh I love Pride and Prejudice and I love the Lizzie Bennet Diaries yeah that's the Look Back Diaries is her going back and re-watching them and talking about behind the scenes stuff oh I didn't know so, that existed yeah some are kind of long but they're that she does interviews 
with with people. It's the way I now have a new obsession because I'm gonna go. But I love Lizzie Bennet Diaries so much. Me too. (laughs) It's it's cool to hear about how it was made. But anyway, um, all right, we're we're talking about. Oh yeah. Anyways, (laughs) sorry, we got distracted talking about something we both mutually love. Um, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Oh, although the last thing I will say about that is I actually I like um, all all versions, including the book of uh, Sense and Sensibility better than Pride and Prejudice. I like that story better. So food for thought. Um, All right. So Archie's trying to hit the barrier with Percival's like magic mace thing. And Mary Andrews comes up and she's like, Betty told me everything. You have superpowers and we're locked in here and you defeated Percival and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, wow, that was some debrief that we didn't see any of. But at least we get the scene of her finding out. Like yeah, having she knows. an emotional reaction. She knows now and tells him to stop. He needs to come home. And Archie's like, no, but dad loved this town. And he would do this. And Molly's like, no, he knew when to come home. And by Molly, yeah. I mean Mary, the character's eh, name. That's all good. <laughs> I've I've interchangeably called her Molly, Molly Ringwald For and Mary years. Andrews. It's been my, years. In Listen. my notes, too. It literally says Mary Andrews. And then under that, Molly Ringwald, Molly. <laughs> yeah. So. Listen, oh, we've, well. we've all been there. It's fine. Yeah. So after the mom intervention, no, Betty's like, we're not, we can't accept that. That's what they say yeah. in the show. And that <laughs> is where it should have stayed. But you felt the need to say it again. <laughs> um, Archie and Betty uh, talk again. And she's like, you're like your dad. And he'd be proud. Or I don't know what she says. And he's like, it's the end of the world. Uh, don't worry about it. We're not on this timeline. There's never going to be any pressure from me to try and marry you again. And she's like, okay. She's like, no, marry me. I yeah, actually want to be with you. I kind of forgot about that part. She proposed to him, I guess. But yeah, no, matter. She's, we're she's all like, no, it. stop. It doesn't matter. Like, I've been thinking and I know what I want from my life will you marry me Archie Andrews and then they have uh they would I guess be having engagement sex but that that's not what they can do at this time what 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 I still don't know if I like buy them as a couple no they have especially considering the um actors have literally no chemistry like the one moment when I have ever bought them as a couple was in this episode when they're all singing Right before they sang the Armageddon song, which is, like, truly one of the worst scenes in television history, but <laughs> did make me cry both times I w- watched it. Um, she kisses his top ab before she starts singing, and I was like... That actually looks like a moment of tenderness that I believe, but it was the only time I've ever believed them as a couple, ever. I would never have thought that her kissing his ab was going to be the thing that did it for you. It's No, it's, you and it's believe. not that I'm like, oh, yeah, what a no, good no, couple. I mean, I'm like, just like, oh, believe, I, yeah. I was like, oh, I actually in, like, that looks like something that would happen. I don't know. Oh, that's good. That's funny. Um, Yeah. Uh, I feel like I, be- I bought it when they were, when she was still dating Jughead and Ooh. she kind of had a crush on him i kind of bought it then for a second but that was so long ago i actually think we both talked about this a little bit there was like a scene at some point this season where they're like cuddled up and she's wearing like a long t-shirt and it's like like moment like small moments of intimacy that don't have any sex related to them make so much more sense than anything else because they're just friends yeah there's that um i think it also like was very confusing because the way they started this arc was being like they're just hooking up and then they're like actually there's no chemistry and they're like actually never mind we're like in a relationship and gonna get married i'm like whoa well that's like so 
on a there's ride. there's a couple on Love Island this season where I like just don't buy them as a romantic relationship. I think they really click, but I think that like they could get married and be together 80 years and one day they'll look down at the other and be like, we're just friends and that's all we've been this whole time even though we had a beautiful life together. And that's how I feel about Archie and Betty. Uh, you know what? I'll take it at this point. It could I be would, worse. I'd Listen, be happy it with it. It with could be worse with someone that I'm just friends with. It could be, I mean, Mary, 80 years. It's a long time to be alive. It's a long time for me to be alive. I don't want to be alive 80 more years. I don't need to be 110. Depends what technology is like. Ooh, we'll see. Uh, anyway, uh, let's let's talk about franchising pop some more. Um, I don't know why I called it this because what it should really be called is Titanic. It should uh, be called Tabitha and Jughead Live Their Lives. Uh, oh yeah, wow. Okay, I completely forgot about yeah, this so whole thing. Sh- they talk about Titanic, but Jughead has never seen it. Which honestly, if I only had seven hours to be alive, I would also spend three hours and fourteen minutes watching Titanic. So I don't buy that he's never seen Titanic. It's, I don't buy. It really doesn't make sense for Jughead's character. He, he's His whole thing was that he was so into movies, and I, I mean, he knows enough about Titanic to make a James Cameron reference, but when she says, you're the Jack to my Rose, he doesn't know. I Even if you haven't seen Titanic, I feel like you've heard of Jack and Rose, right? Um, I mean, I think a lot of people, but also I think... Um, the James Cameron thing makes a lot of sense that he would know who James Cameron is because he is into movies and he says he prefers early James Cameron, which would be like Rambo, I guess, and like the Terminator. No, I'm wait, trying- I'm looking at right his writing credits. Why am yeah, I looking I'm at his writing credits? Um, let's see. Why did he Aliens? Maybe like aliens? Yeah. Terminator. Oh yeah, no, Terminator. Yeah. So like at- point point break. Yeah. A lot of like bad action yeah i don't know none of these are really jumping out as being like i think it has to be terminator yeah and i guess piranha part two the spawning maybe yeah it's probably that one yeah an alien seems like a jughead movie i think it's bizarre that when you look up james cameron avatar avatar 2 come up first and then titanic i feel like titanic should be first oh when i look him up on imdb it's avatar and then titanic oh i was just looking on google it wasn't even on imdb um anyway so they watch titanic and he's like yeah and she's like you're like the jack letting me go so that i can live out my dreams um i think like because because he's gonna he's accepted that he's gonna die yeah he died in every scenario that she saw which i was like isn't that the whole reason why you moved timelines at that point like i um what yeah i thought we kind of had figured that out yeah i thought we fixed it so we didn't have to die yeah so she's like let's go on one last epic date yeah so she can use her time travel so yeah she uses her her time travel powers just on those two so that they can sit in a booth at Pops and live out their whole lives together and they have a daughter and a son and they grow up and then they're old together eating at Pops. I don't understand this. I don't understand how this works. It's just like this is the beautiful life we could have had. But But did they actually live this out? Like did they actually live a life? I mean I guess. Yeah they had to. I just don't understand. So she has frozen the comet. Why can't everyone in Riverdale just live out their lives? I mean, I guess they're still trapped. But if you can freeze time, why don't we freeze time and untie all those knots? Yeah, let's figure what it out. What are we doing? Let's let's figure out. No, she's too worried. She has to live her life. I think I'm going to assume that this was just symbolic and didn't actually happen. Because I can't believe that, like, she no. actually lived a life where we she, like, had two children. We saw old man Jughead. And they lived together. Yeah. I don't know. I almost feel like, again, I think this was a cop-out because they want, in the final season, Jughead and Betty to get back together. And so they need to be like, look, we already gave you the life of Jughead and 
and Tabitha. It already happened. Enjoy Well, we it. don't care anyways. Like, do, can, please let Tabitha move on to bigger and better things than a show that's going to give her nothing. Do you think she's not going to be in the next season? I have no idea, but sh- I, she shouldn't be. Uh-huh. Free that, free all of these actors. Don't do another season. End the show with this sh- episode and I'm fine. There's nothing else that needs to be tied up. I don't care. I don't care who Archie ends up with. I don't care about any of this. I care. Oh, well. I don't know, but I... I uh, so, yeah, whatever. They signed the agreement with Alexander Cabot. Uh, Veronica's uh, says cheers to the Hiram portrait. She kisses it. It starts to dissolve. Yeah. I really thought we were going to see the camera on the inside. Stop or, it. I don't know, a note from Hiram, literally anything, but it only partially dissolved and it just kind of made him look creepy and that was it. No, they um, they were never going to do anything with these portraits. They could, they should have a hundred times, but they didn't. Also, um, Mark Consuelos uh, plays a character in Only Murders in the Building season two and like just like a cameo like no spoilers or anything um but when i saw him i was like i know he's not evil but like when i see him i just think <laughs> he's evil like he just is that's a good one uh i need to watch that show I, so you would really like it mary i know like you yeah, like as a like i i think everyone should watch it because it's pretty good but i think you specifically will really enjoy it i bet i will i bet i will i need to watch it um so reggie and veronica discuss their future he's like uh what would you do if this was your last day or no what would you do if we get out of this alive and she's like i'm gonna go to paris and go shopping with katie oh yeah it's like okay and he's like i'm gonna buy a dog and name it vader and i think she's like oh that's sweet i think that's supposed to be like a reference to his dad like the whole vader thing but like well like vader means father but like it was kind of random anyway well i i think it might have also been that but she was like she kind of did like a oh like more so than you would just think if someone was buying a dog but i I don't know i know you i mean you don't understand pets so i don't i don't understand pets never have never will um hey don't say never will you (laughs) could veronica gives him sole ownership of the casino which heads up won't matter at the end of the season none of this matters none none of it matters (laughs) she says she's going to be less relationship focused and work on her friendship skills which i think is a great idea because she has no friends ever yeah this would be a good idea i'm hoping that they take that much like with the whole betty speech about wanting to move into the light i hope that they take that and the veronica wanting to have friendships i hope they take those two things into season seven and i think maybe they will otherwise why would they mention them um and then uh reggie's like so can we get back together and she's like no and then um she she says we can hang out and watch the fireworks together just as friends and he's like just as friends and she's like yes yes just as how many times i have to tell you reggie you irritating man she's like um whatever the actor's name is i'm tired of being in scenes with you that's what she's saying but then Veronica gets an idea, and so she gathers the gang. Again. Well, yeah, because they already were gathered to talk yeah, about so Cheryl's This time, deal. though, everybody's there. It's like literally every character that we have met is now in this room, including like all the random serpents, all the random parents. Everybody's in this room. And she's I did like, not I had a plan. Um, so she, okay, listen, Veronica has a plan so that when Cheryl destroys the comet, no one has to die. Yeah. So everybody with the powers gets together. And she's like, I'm going to do the same thing I did to somehow save Charles's life. I wonder where 
Charles went. He was there when Betty killed the TBK. I wonder if he's still in town. Unclear. Um, <laughs> so, so she's like, I'm going to suck out everybody's powers and then transfer them to Cheryl so that Cheryl will have more powers. Because basically, here's the situation. Cheryl's like a battery, right? And she's like 100% Phoenix power. However, it'll take 100% Phoenix power in order to destroy the comet. So they need to get her up to like 250 so that she can like destroy the, the comet but still have her Phoenix power at the end. So use the power of everyone else's powers. Which doesn't make sense, but we're going to do it anyway. Yeah. They, uh, they trans, they, they put all of their blood together for her and then yep. she distills the power out of it. And hey, friends, guess what? I don't care who you are. Don't do the cut the palms, share the blood thing. It's not safe. Don't, don't do, do it, it with anyone. Don't do that with anybody. Don't, don't drink anybody's blood either. Oh, just, who's, tr- just throwing, I don't know. Isn't that like a thing? That, like, Actually, yeah, Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox, yeah, Machine they Gun do that. Kelly and so. Megan Fox. Yeah, so let's just not do that. So, um, they, uh, they give all their powers to Cheryl. This is when the queer baiting conversation happens because they have to share it uh, yeah because cheryl's like i draw a line i'm not cutting my skin and it's like cheryl so you'd rather die than have a cut like shut up don't be dumb um and veronica's like don't worry i'll transfer our powers to you in a kiss and cheryl's like isn't this queer baiting and she says it's not queer baiting when it's saving the world ma'am but why do you have to transfer the powers this way i thought you could transfer via like sweat glands or whatever like didn't we already discuss that your power is literally all over it could have been a hug probably probably um well and i'll tell you why for queer baiting they wanted to do more queer baiting and they thought if we call it out it's okay to do it and i'm here to say it's not no all it did was make the kiss more awkward because i was like now i'm just like paying attention to how awkward it is because we all know what it is i don't know whatever so they do it give her all the powers and uh then they're like we got to figure out if this works or not so veronica um shoots cheryl she pulls a gun and Cheryl sees a red aura and Betty doesn't see a red aura and then she shoots her and the bullet doesn't penetrate she's invulnerable and she can hear everybody's thoughts and so she and I guess nobody else has their powers anymore yeah all the powers are gone all of them so then she summons a gray portal um I watched it I saw a TikTok literally yesterday that was like watching the Riverdale finale with no context and it was just like little clips from the episode and when this clip came up the the person watching goes cool dr strange and that's all i can think of now (laughs) yeah so cheryl goes through the portal and it's time to fight the comet um she changed did she change clothes going through the portal yes she definitely did she's now wearing the i was like when did she put on the red leather duster yeah she's wearing that she's in front of pops tony fangs anthony are in the bunker and i guess they're in the bunker because they're like if this fails we really super need to protect anthony why Um, they're all gonna die who cares i don't know tony and fang start singing they're singing rob dickinson's end of the world song popularized by billy eilish so um i didn't know the song it sounded okay i did uh, not Tabitha. know the song they did a fine job singing it again i cried both times i don't know why i do not know <laughs> why this scene made I me cry. cry like so. for the record i do, i don't the first time i don't know why i cried today i cried because i'm on my period so like it's okay, very it's, i'm on i'm on a trigger hair trigger here um but like i it's so uncomfortable for me that it made me feel any emotion at all because it's so stupid why is everyone in town singing the song yeah so um <laughs> tabitha and jughead and pop tabitha singing archie and betty i are think in bed. just pop looked sing. so sad i think that's what got sad. me pop looked like just devastated yeah. he should have stayed in florida 
Um, Veronica and Reggie are singing. Moose and Kevin. Kevin starts singing. Uh, I think Kevin and Betty sounded really good. Everyone else is like fine. I um, thought Tabitha sounded like really good too. Yeah, Tabitha was good too. Um, Cheryl, not know. the best. Not a good person to be anchoring the song at the end there. It, it's like Madeline Pesha is not a bad singer. They always make her sing so out of her key. It's or like her um pitch or whatever. What do you call it? Out of her. Yeah. What do you call it? Range. Range. Yeah. I don't know. They just like and then they auto tune it. it. Just always sounds weird. Yeah. Because anyway. she's not a bad singer. Like the no, thing is, not, is, if she was a straight up bad singer, it would sound way worse. But yeah. like she's doing the best she can with what she's given. And once again, release these people. Uh, Jane, the movie created by Madeline Pesh and starring her, comes out in three days. So if you want to watch her in something else, um, all right, let's see. Uh, Cheryl starts to float. Um, Heather, Nana, and Britta finish untying the knots. Oh yeah, there's also like some knots that they're untying. We've talked about it a bunch of times. I don't know. I it's somehow symbolically supposed to free the town. I don't know yeah, how this works. It's, um, and they only got knows. it because of the weird sex with Cheryl and Tony. That's right. Um, Cheryl blasts the comet and she starts chanting, "Let the fire within no. me blaze Take, in glory stop it. and project." Stop saying it. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. Cheryl has never needed to chant to harness her phoenix powers at any other time. Why, Why? is she chanting? Why is she chanting she's why just is she melting the floating comet. she's floating and like screaming and it is so weird and it went on for so long she chanted it like literally 10 times i think she, there should have been zero chanting she should have floated up melted the comet the end also the noise the comet made when it exploded was this like gurgling gross squelchy noise I and i was like why it. why was this the noise i did not, <laughs> I did not clock that um why um, would it make it any gross. noise at all don't know. Don't Why know. wouldn't the like comet just, like, puff? If the comet is made mist. of ice, wouldn't it just burn up when it reached Earth's atmosphere, anyways? Like maybe it's really magical. I guess. Yeah, I guess it's just magical. But then why are we logicing our way out of it by like trying to melt it? I don't know. Um, okay. Anyway, that's the end. Except it's actually not because. Uh, Jughead says, so what happened next? Did Cheryl, with our combined strength, melt the comet? And did Veronica's last minute plan to augment Cheryl's phoenix power saved our loved ones' lives? The answer is yes. But I suspect that the milkshake-like combination of all our gifts, arcane magic, time traveling, opening portals into other dimensions, did something wholly unexpected, and yet also utterly inevitable. Riverdale and its citizens survived the ultimate battle between good and evil, and it was still our Riverdale, but somehow we were in a different time. Maybe to survive, we had to go back to a simpler time before Jason Blossom's murder, before the Black Hood, back to a truly innocent time. Um, and I knew that something was up the second you see Archie wake up in bed, um, because he has a wig on and it's a bad wig because his hair had been pretty long and all of a sudden it's short again. Yeah. And it was a very obvious wig. It was a high school wig that he wears when he's a high school student. Um, yeah. Also, um, it was just weird. Uh, so they're back in 1955. They're all teenagers. Yep. And Jughead is the only one who remembers anything. We did get one small piece of foreshadowing to 
towards this because when Veronica's like, I'm going to combine all our powers, Jughead's like, I don't tell everyone that I'm like concerned about what combining all of our powers could do. Um, But then this happens and um, we at the end we see Jughead writing on a typewriter wearing like the crown and he looks up at the camera and I swear to God, he looks so furious to be there. Like he (laughs) is a hostage. Like I think that we need to like put him on a milk carton. Is he missing? Has anybody seen Cole Sprouse? Like he is not happy. He looks like he wants to kill whoever is filming him at the end of the episode. Like he just looks so mad and I'm right there with him. (laughs) So I'm not upset about the idea of doing a 50s comic centric season. I think that there are two options for the final season. Option one, we're, we're doing full comics and we're back in high school until like the last episode or second to last episode where everything gets righted and we finish the series out coming back into the future or maybe we don't even see where they go. Maybe everybody time travels and it's sort of left ambiguous. Nah, maybe they're, gonna, they're in the 50s, baby. I, I like circular things. So I think that it would be fun to wrap up the, se- the series by like somehow starting right back where we started but for real like high school but they're actually all that age and nobody remembers anything and it's like basically then you would just go play season one and it's a loop like i think that'd be kind of cool oh my Um, god i think option two which is much more likely is that this is a thing that lasts two or three episodes and then we get back to a more present day timeline because there's just so many questions here like why is jughead the only one who remembers um does anyone retain any of their powers especially like tabitha who's supposed to be an angel when they say they're back in high school so does that mean that like baby anthony who was like supposedly like a god is he is he just dead does he not exist no he's gonna be in high school with them he's gonna be part of the gang and tony and fangs won't know he's their kid yeah so it's like there's there's questions like that there that don't make any sense like is the whole world and the whole universe in 1955 or is it just riverdale is there no universe outside like i think that there it's going to have to be some sort of parallel universe much like rivervale where it's like there there literally is nothing outside of Riverdale. You cannot get out of Riverdale kind of thing. And I think I think most likely and the best thing they could do is just this app this uh lasts for two or three episodes and then we get back to present day, probably. I can't imagine that they're going to have this stylized thing throughout the rest of the show. I don't even I honestly don't even know. Um, but I think it's really like at the very least I think they should have gone to a little bit later in the future when like segregation was over. Yeah. Um, because I'm we like already kind of talked about that this season. Yeah, I'm like a little concerned about uh are they, uh, how they're going to handle that uh, moving forward. Yeah, back to a simpler time, you know, when women and people of color had no rights. Yeah, but yeah. it puts a lot um, of queer characters in danger, so... Again, it's why I do not think that we are going to stay here for very long. Probably. I hope not. I hate when people romanticize the past like that. Like, yeah. Oh, it was so easy. Blah blah blah. I'm like, okay, yeah. I, I guess, yeah. When women got married very young to much older men and then became addicted to drugs to stay thin and get all the housework done. Cool, 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 cool. I, I think the clear reason for doing this was number one, it'd be cool to like make it look like the comics. The mm-hmm. show has been playing with. This sort of like what time period are we in because the cars all look old thing and they just kind of wanted to commit to that 
Um, I think that makes sense. Weirdly, a lot of the final scenes of this episode had to do with James Dean dying. I think it was just to be like, everywhere it is in this time. It's not just Riverdale. Like, the world oh, okay. is. That That's what I took from it. Interesting. That would make more sense. Um, yeah, I think it was fine that the show took place in high school when they were all 18, 19, low 20s. They're all pushing 30 at this point. So, like, let's not do this for long. I, yeah, I don't think it will last It, it doesn't... I don't know. Whatever. We'll see what happens. What Do we know when season seven starts? It doesn't say. Hopefully soon. Hopefully it starts in like September so it could be a normal season of a show. I don't think we're going to get it until the spring probably. Uh, it says it's expected to air mid-season 2023 is what I found. Which makes sense because then it'll Wikipedia, be a half season of the show. Which it should Which be. is what it's rumored to be from Blind It should items. be short. I think it's going to be I think gonna it's going like to be 13. One. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. We will see. Um, let's talk big picture for a sec. Actually, let's not. We'll come back to that in a second. <laughs> the, t- the title of the episode, Night of the Comet. Uh, Night of the Comet was a movie, actually, from 1984. Um, it's also an episode of Vampire Diaries, but that's not the one I'm talking about. This is a science fiction horror film comedy written by Tom Eberhardt, and um, it, it uh, was sort of like a cult classic film uh the earth is um uh, the earth is passing through the tail of a comet which has not occurred in 65 million years and uh there's an extinction event and then like two girls have to like fight a bunch of zombies so that seemed interesting um anyway uh close but no scar obviously we talked about tommy comets aka johnny rockets which was a diner chain nope still is stills diner oh, chain oh yeah no it still is there's <laughs> one here Yep, um, still a thing, and it was founded in 1986. Um, the closest one to me is in Virginia Beach, so a little farther away. Okay, I it's definitely like a thing I had heard of, but I'd never been to one. Um, who do you think was the most normal person of the episode? Uh, oh no, this is kind of hard, isn't it? Um, well, I think it's not Cheryl. It should it's be. Heather. For being like, look, I'll wrap up this problem and then I'm going to peace out. Yeah. Sure. Fine by me. Plus, she was concentrating on the whole, like, uh... She was like, let me untie the knots. Let me untie the knots, which, like, was a a good thing to do. Oh, no. What happened? (laughs) No. I hit a button. (laughs) Now I'm, like... Oh, no. Making a note. Oh, Oh, I'm editing. I'm writing a suggestion. I don't understand Google Docs. (laughs) What's happening? Oh, no. Um, all right. Oh, no. Oh, no. I don't understand what's happening. What's her last name? Heather? I don't know. Do we know? Just Heather the Witch. Heather the Witch. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay. I don't know how to get rid of the little green square that I made. All right. Whatever. Um, <laughs> okay. Now we can talk big picture. Big picture. Season six. Here's the problem. I have no memory of what was season six and what was season five. Like, I have no clue. Season I know- six started with Rivervale, which we loved. Which we, we loved. We genuinely loved Rivervale and then it was all of Percival it was all the Percival stuff so that's what it was so like all of the stuff with like Polly dying that was season five yeah oh okay I think oh wait I I liked season six better than season five then wait when did Polly die well it was the whole plot with like Betty trying to like track down the truckers oh right yes and she was 
25. And she was, yeah, it was, she wasn't, had not graduated yet. Yeah, so I think. Wait, when was the time jump? Season at five. At the beginning of season five. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Polly died so, season five, yes. I think from, from my memory of when we watched them, season five was our lowest of all oh, the seasons. Oh, so bad. Because it was just, unlike at least some of the other seasons, which were like, you know, absurd and wild and off the walls, season five was boring. Um, Season six, I will give it a point for, was it, was it wild that they all had superpowers and was there like Rivervale and all that? Yes. And Percival was annoying, but it was actually the first time in a long time they had pretty much one plot. Percival's evil. He's taking over the town and episode by episode, they're trying to like stop him from taking over the town. There was a lot of dumb plots. There was a lot of dumb action happening. Uh, They shouldn't, they should have been trying a little harder to take down Percival, but we had one thing and it kind of like, it got resolved. And so I like that better. season five. And we loved River Vale. We love River Vale. I will put River Vale higher, but I think the the season six minus River Vale might be my second to least favorite right behind season five. Yeah, you're right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So I think it's, for me, it's like season one, season two, season four, season three, season six, season five. I don't remember. The River Vale is higher up somewhere. Yeah, I don't remember my rankings. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, did you have any moments of the whole season not River Vale that you liked? <laughs> Liz, I, th- I thought the last, like, two episodes of the season were, like, I was like, I want to see how this ends. I want to see how it wraps up. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I, I liked the last two episodes. I thought it was pretty clever, the whole, like, uh, we're going to defeat Percival by tricking him into a different dimension where we can kill him. That was kind of cool while he's, like, trying to dig into Jughead's mind. Mm-hmm. That was fun. So I thought that was cool. Um, do you have uh, anything that you would want to happen in season seven like any small thing i would like it to be canceled before it starts (laughs) (laughs) i just i'm like it's oh it's gonna be so stupid it's just gonna be dumb it'll be short though at least it'll be nice if we get it in one season no big breaks in between that would be great but it's gonna be a long time till we have to talk about that so everyone be happy about that um that's that's pretty much it uh kirsten what have you been up to recently that you can talk about well Well, I have been covering Love Island USA season four with Brian Scally over on the Hot Dummies on Islands podcast feed. And I have been doing pop culture, celeb gossip, and trending topics with Sasha Joseph on Mess Magnets, um, which we're hoping gets renewed after next week. Um, If you're not a messenger, you need to become one. Go listen to Mess Magnets. That's very intense from Mary. I liked that a lot. Oh, my God. I love Mess Magnets. (laughs) (laughs) It's my favorite. And uh, BoJack HorsePod, we wrapped up BoJack Horseman, and we thought we were fully done with it. And then the creator of the show decided that he would come on our podcast. And so (gasps) we released last week an interview with Raphael Bob Waksberg, in which um, it's been out a week, so I think I can spoil it. We found out that he listened to every episode of our podcast um, the whole way through. Um, So that was a big moment for Lindsay and I. So a really fun conversation that I recommend people to check out. And of course, that's huge. I know it's crazy. It's the coolest thing that's ever happened to anyone ever. Um, and yeah, just Big Brother stuff and follow me everywhere at Kirsten said what. Oh, that is so cool. Um, isn't it great? Crazy? Yeah, it's crazy. I yeah, I didn't I didn't see that that had happened. That's really really cool. Uh, you can 
can follow me everywhere at Frail Mary. Um, most recently, I've still been covering Big Brother on Rob's podcast. Um, and we just saw that they dropped the, um, what do they call it? After the, after the love is blind, love is, love is still blind. Super, super reunion. Blind love. I don't know what it's called. Blind love after the blind, whatever it's called. Uh, they just dropped that for season two. So I'm sure that me and Asia are going to be covering that, uh, over on the, Love at first sight feed oh, yeah. as well. So I need to figure out what that's called. What's it called? It's not called like after the rose, after the. Re- it's just a reunion. After the altar? Maybe it's called after the altar. I don't know. It's the blind leading the blind. After the altar. Yes, that's coming out soon in September. So we'll get to that. But anyway, uh, gotta have a little bit of a break. So um, right now, start your betting engines on whether or not I uh, release anything else on Cowskias between now and when Riverdale comes back. Don't Fingers you crossed. have Twi-Fight episodes yes. in the bank? Yes. Why, why can't I have yep. those? You can. That's hopefully what I will be releasing. Okay, everyone, enjoyed the season. Sort of. <laughs> We're glad it's over. <laughs> Talk to you next time. Bye.